Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world. Think about it. Yeah. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing the show. Yeah, yeah we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves and welcome to episode 45 of Coach Talk. Uh, exciting post-game recap for you guys today. We got a 42-22 to win over Del Barton in our first round playoff game this weekend. Uh, it was a really great team win, a game where we played really well on the offensive side of the ball, I thought, but but one that played out much differently, I think, than, than we expected. Um, we, it was it was like 42 to seven uh, late in the game, and we kind of took our foot off the gas, tried to get some some seniors that hadn't played much, tried to get them some reps, got some younger guys in. Um, you know, Del Barton ended up scoring two late touchdowns to make the score kind of look a lot closer than it was. Wasn't we weren't necessarily happy as coaches uh, and as veteran players with the way we finished the game, but. You know, with that said, in hindsight, it was nice. Like, for, particularly for the receivers, we had two senior receivers that that are two kids that did everything right. They bust their butt every day. They've shown up to every practice since June, and they were able to finish the game for us, uh, which was great. You know, we, everyone was very supportive of them. The other receivers were happy that that they were able to get some reps, um, despite the fact that you know we kind of let our foot off the gas. Let them, you know, get some momentum in the end and score some some late garbage points, which is disappointing. But all in all, a great team win. Um, but kind of like I said, it was pouring rain. You know, if you were listening to the podcast leading up to this game, you know that we were expecting rain. We prepared for rain, rain all week, um, and we were going. We as receivers, the big debate for us was, you know, how wet is it going to be? Is it is it going to be an environment where we can wear our gloves, or or our gloves going to be a complete detriment to our ability to catch the ball? And we didn't really know w- what to think. Um, and it, it was interesting. We went into pregame warmups, and it was downpouring. The hardest it rained all day. Uh, was in pregame warmups and the balls were soaking wet. Uh, you know, everything was wet, and so all the kids were, were wearing gloves in pregame. And as a wide receivers coach, uh, I can't think of a moment that was much more embarrassing than watching our team warm up uh, before this game. I, we probably caught three or four total balls the entire pre. We we dropped every single ball that was thrown to us, and it was top to bottom from from our most consistent players to some of our least consistent players. Uh, on hitch routes, on slant routes, no matter what it was, we literally could not catch anything. The ball was so wet. Uh, kids had gloves on in pregame. They they took them off. They were still dropping the ball. Like it was it was a mess. So we went into the game. You know, as coaches, we kind of looked around at each other like, oh my, like my goodness, this is going to be even worse than we thought it was. And in our heads, kind of like eliminated the pass game. You know, kind of we were thinking, all right, what are all the different ways we can formation these guys to run the ball? Because we're going to have to score every single point on the ground. And then you look up at the, you know, after the end of the of the first half, and we threw two touchdowns in the first half, ended up kept throwing three touchdowns total, and actually played really well at the receiver position, didn't have any drops. We only threw the ball six, seven times. 
Um, but, you know, we, we were efficient. We made the plays and the ball was thrown to us. I think it was probably the fourth or fifth play of the game. Uh, we, th- we threw what we call crack seam. Uh, kind of had, you know, our, our plan at receiver was to flat lead, uh, you know, and go dig out some of these safeties that were downhill all day. They, they like to play with, you know, nine guys in the box and get their safeties involved in the run game. So as receivers, we took a lot of pride this week uh, in, our, in our responsibility to, to flat lead and go dig these safeties out and make sure they're not a factor in the run game. Uh, so we did that for about the first three or four plays. We ran the ball, and then like play four or five, we took a shot and scored a 60-yard touchdown through the air. Uh, and, we, and that was kind of from there. What we kind of just took off, and, and the momentum was with us. Uh, we were able to control the ball, you know, on the ground. Uh, we, we played pretty much a, a mistake-free game as far as penalties. Uh, you know, maybe a couple penalties late, but nothing I can really think of that was that was detrimental to us. So, so we played a, a clean game, and it was one that, you know. Again, if you were following leading up to the game, we knew we were better than this team. Uh, we knew everything that was at stake, and it was just a matter of us ha- handling our business like professionals, coming in there w- with discipline and with focus and, and just executing. And that's kind of what it comes down to against teams where, where you know you have a physical advantage, where you have a talent advantage, and it just comes down to executing your job you know, at the highest level possible, and it kind of should should take care of itself. And all those reps in the summer, all the work you've put in, you know, eventually pays forward in these kind of games, and, and it did for us. It was a dominating performance by us. You know, We continue to put up a lot of points on offense, and, and we've kind of changed our identity as an offense going to more uh, two tight end sets, uh, 21 personnel sets, 12 personnel sets, and really running the football first. You know, as you guys know, we have two of the best running backs in New Jersey, if not two of the best running backs in, in all of high school football. Um, and, and they've really carried us the last the last four or five weeks. We've won we've won our last three games in a row. Um, so we're feeling really good. And, you know, the most exciting part about all of this, uh, despite the fact the receivers played well, despite the fact that we threw three touchdowns in the rain, which was great. And it, and it was just just very ironic. Uh, kind of watching the pregame warm-up, seeing how bad we were and how embarrassing it was, you know, for me and us as, as a group. We were looking around each other like, coach, they were like, coach, we're trying. Like, they were attaching their eyes to the ball. They were exaggerating their eyes, and it was just soaking wet. Uh, but then you get to the game, and the cool thing about high school football is you're allowed to use as many game balls as you want. There's no limit to how many game balls you can check in. So we had two uh, freshman football players who were on the sideline with us. They had about 17 balls, and they were rotating a new football in the game every play. And as long as you're not slowing the refs down, as long as they don't have to go looking for you or you're not interrupting the pace of play, you can continue to sub a new ball in in the rain and and play with a pretty dry ball. So the worst conditions for us was in pregame. The rain kind of tapered off during the game. Obviously, we were playing with, with better footballs and like I said, we were able to make every play, and and the thing I'm most proud of is we blocked our butts off. They they really really blocked incredibly on the edge, probably our best blocking game on the edge, and, and sprung a lot of big plays, but also just wore their secondary down so that when we did take shots, we were able to make plays on them. Um, but again, kind of full circle now. The most exciting thing about this win is the fact that now we get to play Bergen, Bergen Catholic for a chance to go to a state championship game, and and I don't think anyone could have asked for anything different. You know, we we lost to Bergen fourteen to thirteen at their place in week four, and I think for these seniors, there's no better result than being able to get revenge on them and go back to their place on a Saturday at one o'clock, and you know, you win and you're in. That's kind of the mentality right now. We're we're in. You know, not that we feel desperate, but we're kind of operating in desperation mode, understanding the urgency that we need uh, to 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 get this this week of practice, you know, and make it the best week of practice we can, and, and just be really on top of every detail and, and and take advantage of every second we have to prepare for this game, because it w- it would be a dream come true for these guys to end their senior year or continue their senior year 
uh, and and kind of cap it off with a win against Bergen for a chance to play in MetLife and Giant Stadium for a state championship. Uh, so really exciting stuff. I mean, it's, it's it's the best rivalry in New Jersey, one of the best high school rivalries, you know, in, in all in all of America. And I'm blessed that, that that I get to to be a part of it, you know, for a second time in one year. Uh, it was it was really it lived up to its billing the first time. You know, everyone has so much hype about this game, the atmosphere, how much the kids care, the emotion, and it, it lived up to the hype. Uh, the first time we played them, obviously, came out on the short end, but we feel much better about our football team now than we did then. I think we're playing much, much better on offense. I think we've kind of found our identity. I think I think everyone's kind of filling their roles now, and they know what to expect. They know what's expected of them, and everyone's bought in and, and super fired up. Um, so, so I'm excited. Um, you know, like I said, just just a, a really exciting time for us and something that everyone's looking forward to. They, they, Bergen Catholic played Seton Hall Prep, who, you know, if you wanted to ask us what's the easiest road to the state championship, you know, if Seton Hall Prep had somehow upset Bergen Catholic, I think I think we'd feel better about our chances to beat Seton Hall Prep. Uh, you know, we know Bergen Catholic's going to be a dogfight, but nobody wanted that. No, nobody wanted the easy way out. We wanted to play Bergen at their place and, and, and go beat them at home and get revenge for, for you know, a, a game that we felt like we should have won earlier in the year. And I think everyone's really excited for that. And it was cool to, to you know, to get a playoff win, especially after going 2-8 and eight last year, to now finish 5-4 and four in the regular season, win a home playoff game, you know, especially in that weather and, and the way we won it. It's just exciting for all of us, and we've got a lot of good momentum going. And if it, it's, a, it's fun to coach and fun to play in a program where you can just feel that momentum build. And, and every day is exciting. You know, everyone's a little bit more locked in in meetings. Everyone's a little bit more bought into doing the little things. And it makes it really easy to coach when, when you got great kids like that who are, who are doing things the right way. Um, so, you know, j- just a quick recap of the weekend. We're now six and four, going to play Bergen Catholic for in the state semifinals for a chance to play for a championship. Uh, you know, it d- doesn't get any better than this. You want to talk about what playoff football is all about? This is, this is as good as it gets right here. So, we're excited, and uh, you know, I'll update you guys on kind of the, the message for the week as we go. Um, but there's not th- there's not much that needs to be said. Strap it up, get ready to play the game of your lives. That's all I got. Coach Leaps here, episode 45 on a Monday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Reach. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.